0: hey hey! what do you say what have you been reading today welcome to the recap book chat we are so glad that you're here as we unpack and share ideas from our book stack
1: and as Gary Paulson said remember the book needs you let's dive in
0: So we just finished reading Frankenstein, an 1818 novel. Um you said you found something interesting about Mary Shelley. So what did you find out about her?
1: Yeah, she, when Mary Shelley was born, her mother developed an infection from giving birth to her and her mother died a month later. Oh no. Yeah. So she dealt with that um grief and and she kind of had a solitary childhood she had plenty of books to read but um and her mother her mother died and then her dad remarried so and I think she had also experienced the death of a child too oh
0: so well she so she before she wrote because she she started writing it when she was 18 yeah okay wow and that makes kind of sense because I, like, when the monster with who doesn't have a name is telling his story about just being lonely and stuff like that, that probably comes from a place of her life that she really knew then. Yes, she experienced it. Uh, I I don't know. She
1: she uh, she was young, but then you know, in, in times in the past, you. A lot of, like, a lot of presidents and a lot of people had lost children and wives. And people died a lot. Yeah. So, so they sure. experienced death more than we do today. Because now, you know, everybody's surprised that the coronavirus will kill you. Because yeah. Because, you know, we're not ever supposed to die. But mm-hmm. back in her day, that was kind of... Common, yeah. I
0: guess. Yeah. yeah. To, be, to, be, to be touched by death in some way. Mm-hmm. From a young age apparently. So, wow. That is, so she did have a lot in her background. And she, uh, it was interesting how it, the, the novel came out that she and Lord Byron had a competition to see the best, who could write the best horror story. And, and people say it's kind of the first true sci-fi uh, novel that was written, which I find just fascinating when we were reading it. The fact that everything that has come since dealing with, you know, monsters or anything like that was is, was built on this, this book. She, she kind of broke the way. So what was your take on the whole book? Like, as far as, did you enjoy it? Did you, would you recommend it type thing? One
1: thing that you, you understand from Victor is that, uh, you can follow your passions, uh, as she did too. Because um, you, you know they said she was uh, doing opium and all this kind of stuff at this time. Ran off with the Shelley guy while he was still married. Oh, really? So there's a little bit of scandal there. Trying to sort kind of repel. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but in, in the end, when, when you when she puts all this into Victor, uh, he. He does what he's passionate about, but I think the the thing, just because you can do something doesn't always mean you should. Interesting. So he didn't you, think about the consequences of his
0: actions and then he just left it. So do you think that she was kind of mirroring, mirroring her own self through Victor that, that she, cause she did, it sounds like she dove into some that her passions and maybe she was regretting that. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, so. in, in, being alone, and, and that's what Victor left the monster alone, even when Adam was in the Garden of Eden, the, the perfect place, being alone was never good.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, good point. Because God
1: said, it is not good for man to be alone. And and that was a perfect place. But here, mm-hmm. Victor created the monster, or I hate to call him a monster, but created him. and He doesn't him. have a name. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody calls him Frankenstein, but I mean... I, I don't know uh, any, you know, re- remember the study years ago about in an orphanage uh, babies that were just fed. And then they, they had so many babies. They just fed them and put them down. They died. Yeah. They died because nobody was uh, building uh, a relationship with them. And because he of course was, you know, powerful and stuff, he he didn't die because he was healthy, but he went
0: rogue. And was miserable his entire life. Yes. Poor guy. Poor whatever
1: thing. He was miserable. Yeah. But as you told me, you know, if someone starts reading this book, what they should do is keep reading until they get to the, the monster story and let him explain what goes on and all that. Because you said, just get to that part. And
0: that's beautiful. That mm-hmm. part is just very beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's true. And, and, and I was always impressed with his grit. Like, ha- coming, coming to z- existence and n- no support, you know, and, and surviving and figuring stuff out with literally no support from anybody. So, th- that was impressive.
1: I mean, the fact that he taught himself to read and that he was excited about books, so a book lover, that would be exciting. But Frederick Douglass, the slave, his, um, his master's um, wife had taught him the alphabet but you know then he ran away and taught himself to read so you know we we have all this thousands upon thousands of dollars trying to teach kids to read but there's no desire there mm-hmm. and the monster and Frederick Douglass I mean they had the desire and they didn't need anybody to teach him
0: they taught themselves do you think that is because you know if something is hard to come by it's more valuable so like in that day and age like you know the knowledge and information, learning to read, that was harder to come by. And, and now, like, we are, I mean, infor- like, it's, at the touch of a button, we can ha- find out about anything, pretty much. You know, like, we have information overload. And so, I, I don't know if, if, do you think that that has, I don't know what to say, you know, decreased the value it's, of
1: that. Yeah, it's devalued everything If if something comes easy to you. Mm-hmm. it's not going to be worth worth it, you know. You've yes. got to, uh, you want to dig for it and then you appreciate it, you know. It's like Wilma Rudolph. Here's a polio victim who won three Olympic gold medals. Oh my goodness. She was in braces and she, you know. Yes. That, that meant more to her than anybody probably that, you know, it's
0: amazing. Yes. I think, um, so who is the character you like the most in frankenstein the novel um well the character
1: that uh i really liked his friend
0: yeah how do you say uh, that is it cl- uh cl- cl-
1: cl- or cl- something cl-
0: like that cl- yeah Maybe not
1: for sure but he was um an optimistic he's like pollyanna yes always looking for the good and what a devoted friend. Cause when Victor was sick, he nursed him back to health and all this kind of goes with Victor's every whim. But uh, I liked, I liked him. He's kind of the uh,
0: opposite of Victor. Yes. Victor's Victor was dark. Melancholy. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was, he, he, so that's why Victor needed him to kind of balance him out. So when it was published, how do you think that it was received? Well, I think the first publish, the first edition, she did
1: not think a girl's name should be on it. So it was anonymous.
0: Yes. Why did she not think a girl's name should be on it? Just She didn't think it would be well-received? Yeah. And probably was a good call. Yeah. Especially at that time, for sure. But her second, when it was, I think, however many years later, when it was republished, I think she's published it with her name then. Yes. Um, That's why we know that she did it, I guess. Um, I was reading that when it was first um, published, though, it was it was not extremely well received. Like it was kind of they put it off as uh, sensationalist and gruesome. So, I mean, sometimes they said she she had a powerful imagination and very good. But they questioned in quote, his sanity because they thought it was a guy. So. But the funny thing that was, was interesting.
1: Uh, nowhere out through the whole book does she really vividly describe the monster. Yeah, I mean, we know he's big, and we know he's he's robust and strong, but there's no vivid description of the monster.
0: You know, I never thought about that. You're so right. <laughs> so I was waiting for it the whole time. I, I'm really? I guess it might see, that's because I'm like pre-programmed to already know what Frankenstein looked like. So. That's why I probably didn't question it. That's interesting oh,
1: though. Oh, I'm ready with my Venn diagram. I'm going to Venn diagram.
0: And
1: it never came. It never came.
0: <clears throat> Side note. Uh, Sheila is a third grade teacher and I was actually in her class um, back in the day and we could not read a book and watch a movie without doing a Venn diagram. So that's what she's referring to. And a Venn diagram is basically two circles that are interlocking. And you have to do... You compare uh, what's what's in the book, what's in the movie, and then what's in both. It's, and it goes in the middle ring. So, And as a student, I mean, you just want to watch... Or I did. I just want to enjoy the movie. Because I already did the hard work of reading the book. But no, we had to do the Venn diagram throughout the watching the movie. So... Uh, dig dig deep dig deep. Yeah, it's good though. It's good. Probably helped me retain a lot more information than I would have normally. So,
1: I did find this word monomania uh,
0: is kind of
1: applied to Frankenstein, and it says if the study in which you apply yourself has a tendency to weaken your affections and to destroy your taste for those simple pleasures in which no alloy can possibly mix, then that study is certainly unlawful. That is to say, not befitting to the human mind. And that's what they're saying happened to Victor Frankenstein. It it, it isolated him.
0: Ooh, it did. Which
1: mono means one, monomania. So he's concentrating on the one thing. And then monomania. it came back. Yeah. Which I thought was, inter- you know how I like word, I'm a word nerd.
0: Yeah, no, I I like that. And I think that's important um to hear that because it really does we it's all about balance too like i've heard it described as like if you think of your life as a wheel if you want it if you want it to roll smoothly it needs to be even but if you if you think of the different areas of your life and you're putting like extreme way more into one area of your life well that's going to have like you know what i'm saying if if it's a wheel it's going to be bump you know pretty yeah. bumpy so, I always like that analogy of the wheel. I'm like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, he definitely centered. Yes. He, he put way, way more into one part of his will. So, Mon- yeah, say that again the, mono, the, what? Mono- monomania. Monomania. Okay.
1: And then the reason we read this for, was from the Little Men uh, ser- mini series on um, Prime Video. So, I wouldn't have never w- even known about it. It wouldn't have come into my radar i don't think but when you have young kids reading frankenstein you think well you know i haven't read that it's a classic so
0: and it was it was really it was a great read it really was and we said well, like, next, halloween we're going to try to do dr jekyll and missler hide robert yeah. lewis stevenson so because it actually came in the book we got we got three for one in that one so so, any closing thoughts and any, anything that you dissected from it or like a thought was profound or anything like that?
1: I think I wrote a quote down. I would remain quietly in my hovel to discover the motives with influence, which influence their actions. Okay, so this is a creature and he's wanting motives. So, I, I thought that was powerful. And then onward, he says, if lovely creatures were miserable, it was less strange that I, an imperfect and solitary being, should be wretched. Ooh. And so I just picked out, you know, that was during that part you told me to keep reading through the, the creature. And uh, I thought, well, here he is. And at one other part, it, it, he says, I applied my whole mind to the endeavor. And I said, how often do we apply our whole mind? through the endeavor and uh, my my uh and at the very end of the novel it says be men or be more than men be steady to your purpose and firm as a rock i just thought that was cool i think that that might have been the last thing that it it, the last of the last that doesn't really tell you a spoiler alert or anything but Mm. i think that's be firm like you said be gritty
0: what about yes. you? What's your takeaway? Okay. I I liked what you said at the beginning um, about that, or kind of the idea that he was, he was so, threw himself in this passion. He really was like so on it and then completely regretted it the rest of the time. And so it's like sometimes the thing you want so badly is not the thing that's good for you. And I think that's where, and then we talked about balance. So I think it definitely is a reminder of to state the importance of staying balanced, you know? Um, cause if he had, if he had brought other people into that, into his, um, work and asked questions, he might've, he, they might've helped him see, you know what, this is not a good idea or mm-hmm. let's go this direction. You know, it could be true. Oh, yeah. So if he had, if he had been more balanced, putting more into relationships, you know, I think, so I thought that was a good point. And then, um, I really liked this little speech at the end. Uh, there's, there's a ship and it's, I guess, heading to Antarctica or somewhere, you know, uh-huh. it's real icy. And the, so, and he has these, the, the, the captain of the ship has recruited these crew members to go on this, uh, they're sp- it's like a discovery it's an adventure they're trying to you know find new territory all, all this stuff discover stuff and uh, at one point frankenstein the scientist is trying to that all the men are wanting to go back to england and he's trying to bolster them and he gives a little speech and i loved his little speech and now i'm trying to find it while you're looking for that, there is, a,
1: there is a Bible, biblical reference, and I don't know if uh, Mary Shelley knew it, but one time on page 92 in my book, it says, uh, alas, Victor, when falsehood... Oh, he talks about donkey receiving blows, and that reminded me of Balaam in the Bible when he would beat his donkey. Oh, yeah. And then there was another one when he said, uh, when falsehood can look so much like truth which reminds me in our society today, there's a lot of falsehood that people think looks like truth. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's what makes something a classic. If you can read it and it's still applicable today and you can say, Oh yeah, this, this is good. That's true. It's not outdated. That's very true.
0: And I, I, I mean, at some level, I don't know if anything can truly be outdated because when people are people and i I don't i feel like across time across culture uh you know you boil us down people are people we i think we all have the same needs and wants in you know we just have different toppings but (laughs) for the most part you know we have we're very united as a you know a human race so i think that
1: yeah and i think we we kind of want to be different You know, we want to Mm -hmm. say, oh, well, it's not like it was in the 1800s. We want to be unique and different. But there are some a bond. My little book here, it says, when I finished this book, I felt what? What did you feel when you finished the book? I said, bewildered by Victor's choices. And I'm thankful that God did not abandon
0: his creation. (laughs) That's what I felt. (laughs) What was, uh,
1: what did you feel? Well, I don't know
0: if I can say it without giving away the book ending. Oh, okay. <clears throat> you know, but uh, I'll, let me think about it. I felt, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to give anything away ab- about the ending. I was, I will say, I was surprised how it ended. I was not expecting that. So you so you you felt surprised? There you yeah, go. there, there you go. I that's felt appealing. surprised. Yeah. Uh. Cause I kind of had in my mind what I thought was going to happen and uh, what I feel like the whole book was leading up to. And then it's kind of like a, huh? <laughs> yeah. Didn't did expect it to end that way. So, but not, well, it, not,
1: actually, not it ended uh, before I thought it ended, you know, I was yeah. done and I, I'm like, what happened? Definitely a, a worthy read, which uh, I'm, I'm happy that you've uh, that's why book club is so important. You need a book buddy that will, um, nudge you gently so you will um keep reading because it's so easy to get
0: um off task off track yes and because i wouldn't have read it if it wasn't for you and you said i helped you keep reading it so when it was oh, kind I of
1: was, dragging I myself i said yeah. who was the nutball that suggested this <laughs> i wish i could have blamed that on you <laughs> that
0: oh
1: anyway it was it was good it was good and it was was thematic
0: it goes great with october it does it's a classic and so if you have never read it we recommend it yeah um okay i found it and i'll give the page 203 on mine but anyway that's here or there uh but again same thing the frankenstein is trying to bolster this captain's men because they've kind of turned on their captain kind of mutiny, What do you mean? What do you demand of your captain? Are you so then easily turned from your design? Did you not call this a glorious expedition? And wherefore was it glorious? Not because the way was smooth and placid as the southern sea, but because of it was full of dangers and terror. Because at every new incident, your fortitude was to be called forth and your courage exhibited. Because danger and death surrounded it. And these you were to be brave and overcome. For this, it was glorious. For this, it was an honorable undertaking. You were hereafter to be held as the benefactors of your species, your names adorned as, belongings to, as belonging to brave men who encountered death for honor and the benefit of mankind. Um, and he, he goes on to say, duh, 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 duh. but uh, uh, if you will, the first mighty and terrific trial of your courage, you shrink away and are content to be handed down as men who, to endure cold and peril and so poor souls they were chilly and returned to their warm (laughs) firesides. why that requires not this preparation ye need not have come thus far and dragged your captain to shame of a defeat merely to prove yourselves cowards (laughs) oh be men or be more than men be steady to your purpose and firm as a rock this ice is not made of such stuff as your hearts may be it is mutable and cannot withstand you uh, if you shall not, if you say it shall not, or whatever. Anyway, so I, I, I that the piece in there when he's just like, I'm like, you know, that's really profound, and I, I, don't know why that really stuck out to me because it's like, I feel like uh, our culture kind of romanticizes adventure. We we have movies about it and songs about it. It's all like adventure, but when it comes down to it, and you're in the middle of adventure. I say it doesn't feel like an adventure because, you know, I think uh, just when we were moving and building and we had two little kids, it was an adventure in the moment, you know, but I didn't see it as an adventure. It didn't feel like an adventure. It just felt like a lot of hard work and just a lot of being uncomfortable, a lot of, you know, struggle, struggle. It felt like struggle. And I think uh, I like that because I'm like, you know, that's true. We want the adventure without the struggle. So Uh, I like that. I thought that was a good reminder.
1: Well, and then, you know, boys especially need adventure, but we try to put them in a cushy place where adventure has no threat. And adventure comes with danger. Mm. That's what makes it an adventure. Yes. You know, Um, boys definitely need that. Yeah. There's a big quote in Secretariat, the movie, uh, where she's telling you, you know, I don't know how to do be successful without taking a risk and she telling that and everybody's wanting to play it safe but the woman you know and she's saying i don't know how to do this without taking a risk and she's willing to accept it and that's kind of the same thing he's saying here it's an adventure you're mm-hmm. gonna have problems but we in our society we want milk toast we want it to be an, a
0: kind of an adventure but safe we want comfort yeah yeah and what is the, the, I can't think of his name. quote. P.T. There you go. Comfort is the enemy of progress, right? That's true. So. That's what popped into my mind too. So, <laughs> so anyway, it's like, that it's was like,
1: we're related. or something. Yeah, it know.
0: is weird. <laughs> Great minds think alike.
1: There you go.
0: Well, anyway, we hope that, uh, You got something from this podcast, and hopefully, it inspired you to read Frankenstein. Or if you've already read it, we would like to hear some of your takeaways as well. And we will leave a place to do that in the show notes. And with that, we say adieu. (laughs) (laughs) Farewell. Until next
1: time. Until next time. Godspeed. Godspeed. Okay.